Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley right from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley right. Welcome in to the BSN Buffs podcast presented by Total Beverage. Guys, I I am just so excited to have BSN Buffs back, and I hope you are too. This is a really exciting time at BSN Denver. I can't believe it's finally July 22nd. This day has been circled on our calendars for so long. We've been trying to keep the secret that this is coming back. People have been asking like, whether we're bringing it back, when we'll bring it back. And today is finally, finally the day. Um, Like I said, BSN Buffs podcast presented by Total Beverage. My name is Henry Chisholm. And before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Bev is offering 20% off your purchase on their website and their app. Use code BSN20 to save 20% off and have it delivered to your door. Let's jump into the show. Um, seriously, I can't believe it's finally here. I'm so excited to talk buffs. Uh, we've been working on this for months, trying to figure out exactly what we want BSN buffs to be, what our focuses are, trying to figure out what you guys are going to want from us so that when you tell us what you want from us, it'll be easier to give that to you. Um... This is the mor- Monday morning pod, but it's actually Sunday here, recording it a day early. I'm up on the rooftop of my apartment building in downtown Denver. Um, wanted to be in the office, all hands on deck for launch day tomorrow, today when you guys are listening. It's a beautiful day here in Denver, beautiful morning. I ate my breakfast. I have a massive coffee, feeling pretty energetic. Um, you know, if it's this nice in Denver, I can't even imagine how nice it must be in Boulder. Um, like I said, my name is Henry Chisholm. Some of you may know me from the BSN Broncos pod or some of my work with the BSN Broncos writing stories. Uh, but now I am the buffs guy here at BSN Denver. Um, on the first, first episode of this new BSN buffs podcast, I kind of need to start by going over some housekeeping stuff. Hopefully you guys are excited about BSN buffs coming back and want to hear about it, hear what our plan is hear about who I am and why 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 I'm in charge of this. Um we'll get into some buffs talk later, I promise. I wrote a film room about my guy LaVisca Chenault. He's special. I probably don't need to tell you how special he is because you guys you get it. He he's in the Heisman conversation. He's he could single handedly carry the buffs to bull eligibility. 
maybe even further than that. I've been watching the tape. I'm so excited to see him in person. I'm so excited to meet him on Wednesday. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But, yeah, so I want to talk about why BSN brought back BSN buffs, uh, why it left in the first place, why I'm the host of this podcast and I'll be taking care of all the buffs content, um, and just kind of generally what we're trying to build, what you can expect from the team and I going forward, and then we'll get into the buffs talk, I promise. Um, so if you've been following BSN for a while, or even just BSN buffs, you knew that we had a podcast in various forms for a few years. Some staples, Ryan Konigsberg, Ali Monroy, you know, that whole crew. But when we decided at BSN Denver to switch to subscription-based revenue for the site instead of ad-based revenue, um, we really wanted to make sure that every beat that we covered was the best it could possibly be. And, and that's still true, but we finally have the manpower to bring back BSN buffs and give you guys content that is worth giving us your money for. Of course, the podcast will be free, as all podcasts are, and we have some incredible sponsors who you can thank for that. But, uh, yeah, so let's just kind of talk about what the podcast will be. It is just me for now. We're hoping to find some permanent co-host for me in the future. Um, we'll kind of see how that goes. Like I said, my name is Henry Chisholm. Um, I'll be your guy for Buffs Talk every day, five days a week, every weekday, I guess, from now until forever. And it really doesn't matter what's going on in the Buffs world. Even right now, to be totally honest, there isn't a lot of Buffs stuff to talk about, but we're going to do it anyway. And once we get into the season, obviously there will be plenty to talk about. The podcast will get longer. Uh, then we get into basketball season. I was looking through ESPN's basketball rankings. The Buffs are ranked 22nd. A lot of people have them picked to win the Pac-12. That's going to be exciting. Buffs football, total wild card. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and won two games. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to a bowl game for the second time in 10 years or whatever the numbers are. Um, Buffs pod, five days a week. It will be me. I have a long, long list of co-hosts that I'm going to be bringing on so that you can hear a bunch of different perspectives about the Buffs. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple names. Uh, Ali Monroy, Ryan Konigsberg, they'll be on frequently. I'm not sure how frequently. We'll kind of see how everything falls. Uh, Ryan and I had talked about trying to make it weekly. I'm not sure if we can make it happen. He's the BSN's lead Broncos writer, so obviously that takes precedent. But once we get into the season and the practice schedules for the Buffs of the Broncos become a little more regular, we might be able to book a time and see if we can do something weekly. Ali Monroy from BSN Buffs, she's now the executive producer of video content for BSN Denver. She has the Daily Sports Report. You might know her from there. You might just remember her from BSN Buffs because... She was incredible there. She hosts the new The Denver Sports Podcast, where we have writers from all the different beats on every week to talk about their sports and debate uh, the, the big topics of what's going on in Denver. Um, she, she runs the video studio, bringing people in to talk about whatever beat they're covering. We'll be doing a lot of video content for the Buffs. Uh, 
I think our first project together might actually be Buffs Media Day, Saturday, August 3rd. We'll be out there talking to all the guys, seeing what they think about the season, and having a lot of fun and producing good content for you, which is kind of our thing here. Um, Andre Simone, BSN's resident stat guru, film guru, draft guru, that's a lot of gurus, uh, he'll be on once a week talking about NFL draft prospects. So they'll probably be maybe every Tuesday, Wednesday, something about some something around then, talking about what's going on in the college football world, not just about what's happening with the buffs. And so we'll talk about just the risers and fallers among college football players. And that should be a blast. And those podcasts might run a little bit long because he's going to have a lot of information for y'all. Um Actually, I just realized like a week or two ago that Dre actually keeps his big board of NFL draft prospects open on his computer all day. Like, if you just look at his computer on the left side, you can just run down and see everybody he's interested in. So that's that's kind of how the podcast is going to work. Um, we'll have written content. So while the podcast is free, uh, everything on bsndenver.com is... Uh, is subscription based. I think I think it costs forty dollars a year, but we got a couple specials going on now. You can get a discount. I think you can get a free T-shirt. There are a bunch of options. You know, forty bucks a year comes out to something like three dollars, a little over three dollars a month. Um, and we really want to do everything we can to make the subscription worth your money because we know that at this point you probably have a bunch of subscriptions: Netflix, music, whatever it is. And so we're really, we've been talking for a couple months now about how we can differentiate our coverage of the buffs from the other coverage of the buffs and even take advantage of what everybody else is doing. So one example of this is we're thinking about cutting out game recaps or at least traditional game recaps with the thought being if you head to the Pac-12's website, they'll have a game recap for you. If, if you head to ESPN somebody will have written a few hundred words about what happened in the game. If you head to uh, the Daily Cameras website, they'll tell you. I mean, you could read through the comments on all buffs or something, and it would tell you everything that you'd need to know. Um, and so we, we don't really want to compete with all these people. We don't want to try to write the best game recap so that we can say that ours is better than theirs because we don't need to because they produce great content too. And we just think we want to take advantage of it by letting you guys go, maybe go there to read the game recap while I spend that hour or two I would have been spending writing that on, you know, game grades or three takeaways or like the big storyline, something like that. Who knows if we'll actually go through with that plan or any of the other things that we've been coming up with. We're just, I mean, I I seriously cannot explain how excited I am that today is finally the day that you all get to find out about what we've been building because it's seriously incredible stuff. Um, right now on the website, I wrote just like a welcome to BSN buffs so that you can kind of see, honestly, a lot of what I'm going to talk about here today. Um, what BSN buffs will be, who I am, why I'm going to be in charge, and just kind of some of our ideas um, so there's that, there's 
a film room on LaVisca Chenault where I cut up a bunch of clips from last season and kind of broke down who he is as a player, what my concerns are with him. And there there are a couple concerns. They aren't big concerns. I mean, the, he's, he's like a full-blown superstar. You can't complain about it. But, I mean, areas he can improve and it's just kind of stuff like that. So you can read through that. Um, I'll also be talking about that more in the third segment of today's podcast. Um, I also have a breakdown of the Buffs schedule, which I'll talk through a little bit on the podcast tomorrow, on Tuesday's podcast. Um, Just kind of going game by game. Quick breakdowns of every opponent, just so we can kind of get on the same page. Uh, Gives me a chance to show you how I think the Buffs stack up against all of these different teams in the Pac-12 and on their schedule. Like that Air Force team, how exactly that game's going to look. Obviously, Nebraska is the big one Um, because I've just been studying film all summer, getting ready for this moment, and it is finally, just finally here. Um, Other big news, I will be headed to Los Angeles on Tuesday for Pac-12 Media Day, which is all day Wednesday, and bringing you guys exclusive content from there so so this first couple days of bsn buffs our content is just a a little bit bloggy right now you know my thoughts on lavisca chenault through that film room my thoughts on the buff schedule you know that kind of stuff but starting wednesday when i actually get a chance to go down get exclusives with all these guys um that's when i can get you some real reported hard information, which is what BSN Buffs really will be going forward. We'll have some of that bloggy, opinion-y stuff, um, but a lot of it's going to be real hard content, features, um, just reported information that I think will be really interesting for you guys. So we're still figuring out exactly what we want to do with Pac-12 Media Day. The way it works is so it's up at the Hollywood and Highland Center where they have the Oscars. It's a pretty cool setup. Uh, starts in the morning. It's, it's actually a 10-hour day, which is going to be pretty wild. But it starts in the morning with the Pac-12 commissioner. And he'll be talking about, uh, I guess, whatever we ask him about. Um, a lot of it's going to revolve around the strength of the Pac-12, which I'm really interested in hearing from him about that. Uh, the Athletic actually dropped a pretty great article a few days ago, kind of breaking down some of that stuff and why the Pac-12 has struggled to get teams into the college football playoff recently. Um, and it's it's interesting stuff. I mean, one, one piece that I hadn't realized is that there just isn't defensive line talent on the West Coast or even in the part of Texas where the Pac-12 has been doing a lot of their recruiting like there is in other places like along the East Coast. Um, and if you look back through some of these recent teams that have made the college football playoff, especially the teams that have won it, like these Clemson teams, these Alabama teams, these are these are teams that have won based on the play of their defensive line. They've held everything down in the middle and kind of worked off of that, uh, which is an interesting take. But more of what I was interested in from that is just how the current Pac-12 schedule really does not help teams get into the college football playoff uh the nine game schedule most of power five is playing these eight game conference schedules um just kind of grueling having these guys your your teams in the same conference fight against each other 
over and over and over and wear themselves down and, uh, you know, give each other losses so that they just have these flawed, flawed resumes. And it's tough to get teams into the college football playoffs. So I, I want to ask him about that. Um, also, I'm sure you guys have heard about all the other drama. You know, revenues are down. Can't find the TV deal. Uh, he's making over $5 million a year. Uh, had a $7,500 uh, suite in Vegas for the Pac-12 uh, Pac-12 basketball tournament. So, I mean, right off the bat, we're going to be starting hot hearing all that kind of stuff. Get stories on that. Every team in the Pac-12 is going to have uh, their coach and a couple players there um, for press conferences and then two hours for the North Division and two hours for the South Division to just talk with whoever you need to talk with from that entire group. Um, the Buffs contingent is going to be Mel Tucker, LaVisca Chenault, and Nate Landman. Um, pretty excited to meet all of them, see what their thoughts are on this Buffs team, see what Mel's thoughts are on LaVisca and Nate and what LaVisca and Nate think of Mel. It's it's going to be a really interesting time. We're going to get a lot of good content. I'm hoping I can get somebody on the podcast with me from, from Pac-12 Media Day. No promises just because we don't know exactly how everything's going to fall. I'm sure LaVisca is going to have a crowd of reporters around him just because he is one of the biggest names at Pac-12 Media Day, which is a really cool thing for Colorado football to have. Yeah, so I'll have at least one pod live, or it's not live, but taped from the Hollywood and Highland Center on Pac-12 Media Day. Um, I'll have another pod using some of the interviews uh, with the Buffs guys, maybe even get them on with the nice equipment, have them just joking around, talking about fun stuff and not just football. I'm sure you guys are interested in the football too, but I'm excited to get to know these guys. Um, yeah, so that's that. We'll get a bunch of stories, a bunch of exclusive content. Actually, talking to the Buffs uh, Sports Information Department, it sounds like we'll be the only ones at Pac-12 Media Day uh, to cover the Buffs, which is going to be really exciting. Um, also, we've we've lined up some exclusive interviews with a bunch of the big names in the Buffs uh, Athletics Department, and we'll be talking with them at some point in the next couple weeks. I don't want to name names yet just because I don't want to jinx it or promise something that isn't going to come through. But lots of exclusive content coming up as we move closer to camp and less of me just saying, here's what I think about this or here's what I think about something else. Um, in terms of other written stuff, it's not just going to be me writing for BSN Buffs. I will be doing a lot of the heavy lifting because you know it's my full-time job now is providing you guys buffs content we're also gonna have andre simone uh writing film rooms i think he's working on one now that's going to be breaking down the mel tucker defense at georgia and having him uh explain ex what exactly that could look like here with the buffs and how the buffs personnel fits into that defense the strengths the weaknesses um yeah we're gonna get into a lot of that I know Allie's writing on another piece that's going to be really cool about the culture. She's been talking about wanting to write it in the office for weeks. And we're really just excited to share with you guys what we've been working on, what our ideas are. Um, one last note about the podcast. Like I said, I've been subbing on the Broncos podcast for a while now, and we're going to be stealing one of their best ideas, which is to have um, a segment dedicated 
every single day, uh, assuming assuming we get the, enough questions for it, um, where me and whoever's co-hosting with me or whoever's guesting with me that day will be answering your questions. And the way it works is um, subscribers have the exclusive right to comment. Um, when you listen to the show, whether you listen to this through iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, um, listen to the show, jump on the BSN website, head to the post on the website for that day's podcast, leave a comment, and then on the next day, I will answer the questions with Andre or Ryan or Allie. Uh, Matt McChesney might be coming on at some point. Uh, I haven't talked to him about it, but... I, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get him on, maybe even fairly reg- regularly. If you don't know Matt McChesney, he has a podcast with BSN Denver. Uh, he's a former Buffs lineman. Uh, I think he played defensive line in college, but then transitioned to offensive line in the NFL. Uh, played a few years with the Broncos. Now runs 6-0 strength and works with a bunch of the Buffs linemen, some other positions too. Actually works with almost all of the Broncos offensive linemen. It's a pretty pretty cool gig hopefully we'll have him on at some point uh harrison wind our nuggets beat writer uh buffs grad catches almost every buffs game when they aren't playing the same uh buffs basketball game that is when they're when the nuggets aren't playing he'll be on to break down some buffs basketball stuff really exciting time for them too uh i mean espn has the buffs ranked 22nd in the country uh lots of people haven't picked to win the pac-12 that's kind of what's going to be coming your way from the Buffs podcast from the BSN Buffs website. Um, Again, podcast is free, website subscription-based. And that's kind of it for the first segment. Before we jump into the second segment, um, I want to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official sponsor of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you who have no idea what that means... Like me, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on BSN Denver. We just launched it this week. You'll be able to see all of the events we have planned, and we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Um, one more note about that Breckenridge event calendar this Friday uh, is the BSN Denver Breck Brew Bar Crawl. We're going to be hitting up three of our favorite bars in downtown Denver. Um, the Ice House, Sports Column, Blake Street Tavern have different drinking games at all of them. Everybody from the BSN crew is going to be there. I'll be there. Uh, Andre will be there. Ryan will be there. Allie will be there. The Nuggets guys will be there. The Rockies guys will be there. It's, uh, it's going to be a blast. Cost 10 bucks, but there's going to be a lot of giveaways. I think we might have Rockies tickets. We'll have gift cards to all the bars. Um, yeah, it's going to be a blast. We'll also be supplying beer for a couple of the games. I'm not really sure about the last one because uh, we don't want to be responsible for whatever happens at the end of the night. But, yeah, uh, that's the end of the first segment, and I'll be back in a minute. 
The Greg Mastriona golf courses at Highland Hills offer something for everyone. With a championship 18-hole golf course, the regulation 9-hole blue course, and two par threes, golfers of all skill levels will find exactly what they're looking for. There's a lot of opportunities for families to enjoy the game of golf together here. as We do have multiple courses, all different skill levels, so it's a great place to teach and develop really a good way for families to you know grow their skills and enjoy the game together that was alan brown he's the director of golf over at highland hills if you're busy at work all day don't worry at highland hills it's never too late to start a round of golf well highland hills has a fantastic pay for what you play program it is designed for the player to play after four o'clock or five o'clock in the evening and you check in you play as many holes as you can until dark and then you come to the pro shop and we give you a rain check for any holes you don't finish we also do a really fun event glow golf on our par three golf course one time a month 25 dollars no cart but we give you glow balls it's a fantastic way to have some fun with friends and get out and enjoy the nighttime and the summertime here in Colorado. To learn more and book a tee time, head over to GolfHighlandHills.com today or call them at 303-428-6526. All right. Welcome back into the second segment of the BSN Buffs podcast. I'm Henry Chisholm. This is going to be a shorter segment. I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, which is awkward. Um... Honestly, like it kind of reminds me of like writing a Tinder bio, which is like my least favorite thing in the world, but something you just got to do when you're 22. Um, so let's just start at the beginning. I'm from Montana, from Columbia Falls, Montana, right up in the northwest corner. Um, really pretty spot. Went to University of Montana, just graduated. Um, I went in as an econ major during my sophomore year. Saw a post on Reddit looking for somebody to blog about the Broncos, a small college blog. Started doing that. Really liked it. Added a journalism major, figured that this is probably what I wanted to do. Um, kept writing for the blog for like nine months. End of my sophomore year, hit up Ryan Konigsberg and asked if there was room for me to help out with his Broncos coverage at BSN Denver. Luckily for me, uh, they were looking for somebody to help out with just the little stuff that honestly nobody else wanted to do. Um, quick write-ups about breaking news. You know, I think my first ever story was Billy Wynn re-signing with the Broncos and just 100, 200 words on that. Wrote game recaps, all that kind of stuff. And then my role has just kind of grown over the last couple of years since. Spent last summer in Denver interning, uh, subbed on the Broncos podcast, worked a lot with Andre Simone on stats stuff, watching film, you know, uh, quarterback throws a ball to the receiver. Whose fault is it that the receiver was open? Like, figure out, is it man coverage? Is it zone coverage? What's going on here? What went wrong? Doing a lot of that kind of stuff, like deep, hard, heavy football stuff. Um, so I have, like, a pretty strong football background. I do not have much of a Buffs background. I, uh, I, I grew up a fan of the Denver sports teams, Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets. But actually, my family, most of them went to Colorado State. And so we've been kind of biased that way. I promise it won't be a problem. So this summer, uh, I, I I took a job with BSN full-time. Uh, throughout the whole finding a job process, I kind of knew this is where I wanted to be. Looked into gigs, covering pro sports, uh, college sports, all around the country. And this just seemed like the right fit because I really like what BSN is building. I trust all the people who work at BSN, and I just kind of wanted to be a part of it. So 
came down here after graduation in May. Didn't really know exactly what I'd be getting into. There was a chance it was going to be the Nuggets. Uh, looked like it was going to be the Nuggets for a while. Then we thought maybe the Avs. And then, I don't know, Just we just kind of like slowly realized that the bringing back the Buffs beat just made sense. Um, like I said, I'm 22. I just graduated from college. I, I should be able to get along with a lot of these Buffs players. Um, talk about things that older members of Buffs Media might not think to talk about. You know, just like hang out, come on the podcast, joke around, have some fun. You know, that kind of stuff. And I'm really excited to get into it because for the last two months, ever since we decided it was going to be Buffs, and ever since we knew that it was going to be July 22nd that we're going to launch, I've just been holed up in the office watching Buffs tape and... I mean, I mean, pretty much just watching Buffs tape, trying to keep the secret that we're launching today. Um, it's been a lot of fun. There have been a lot of guys who really jumped off the page. I came in knowing next to nothing. I knew who LaVisca Chenault was um, because, because like Twitter exists and YouTube and Instagram, and he's just all over because he's such a monster. Um, yeah. I'm, some early takes on the team, just in case you guys are interested. And I hope you, I hope you appreciate where I'm coming from. It is a little bit different going from knowing nothing about the Buffs two months ago to trying to be an expert in time for, I mean, I mean today, honestly, and moving toward Buffs camp. But I really tried to come into this with no, no preconceived notions. I didn't read a lot of all buffs. I try to stay away from that. Stay away from Twitter. Anything where I could see other people's takes that might kind of fuzzy up what I'm trying to see for myself through the tape. And I, th I think it should it should uh, give me a pretty unique view of what's going on with the buffs. Just kind of an outsider's perspective for the f this first month or so until I get into camp, get into the flow of things. Um, you know, the the one guy who really surprised me was Mustafa Johnson. Um, I remember uh, maybe five minutes into the tape of that Colorado State game, getting up from my desk, running into Andre's office, and saying, like, dude, who who is this guy? Like, what is what is up with him? Because you look at him, and I, I, I thought I had a pretty good read on him. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a big guy. He's 290, 300 pounds, somewhere around there. Just big, thick, put him in the middle of the defensive line, let him slow everything down from there. Like, nobody's getting through those A-gaps. He's just going to clog everything up. But then you watch him play, and those feet, like, like it's it's unbelievable just how quick he is and how he uses his body. Almost, I mean, this this is probably a little bit of a stretch, but almost like Nikola Jokic, where you're like, you see him, and you don't think that he's going to be anything special. You get to read, you're like, oh, yeah, he's just going to be, like, big, bulky. He's going to take up some space down there and probably do his job. But then there's just this little bit of nimbleness to him that is hard to gauge. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see what he can do this year. Um, honestly, he's probably my number one guy who I want to watch. I think, I mean, there's room, not just at this defensive line, but all over the this Buffs roster for some guys to step up. And I think that that's what makes this time of year so exciting all over the place but for the buffs in particular we we know that they have dudes like they have guys who are going to be competing for all pack 12 all that kind of stuff i mean you have lavisca who's going to be competing for the heisman 
And so you have like you you have Mustafa, you have uh, Nate Landman, you have Laviska, Katie Nixon is a guy that you don't worry about. Uh, Steven Montez has had, I mean, he he's had all of the talent for years now to be an, an elite NFL prospect. And hopefully he's been spending all those three years not working on his arm or anything because his arm doesn't need it, just watching film and studying. And, I mean, the story coming out of uh, when he was the the one of the camp counselors at the Manning, or Manning Passing Academy last summer was that Peyton Manning explained to him how to watch film. Like, he, he ended up, whatever it was, he watched an hour or two a week before and then realized that you really need to be watching hours of tape every day if you really want to know what's going on. And hopefully he's taken this full offseason to do that and to, to see how he can read defenses and learn how to think the game and hopefully just progress to a quarterback who naturally sees the field, looks across the whole field, not staring down receivers, not a guy who thinks before the snap, okay, this is this is the time when I really need to be focused on looking from the left to the right and back to the left, finding my guy, but a guy who that just comes naturally to. And that's kind of the next step in the progression for him. Um, and, if, and if he makes that step, then like I said, he's one of the best quarterback prospects in the draft. If he doesn't, it's going to be tough for him. Um, and so you have him with all these other guys. You you have the potential for some real talent at the top. You just need the rest of this roster to step up. You need the offensive line to improve. You need some production from the tight ends. They've had they've had 18 catches from the tight ends over the last three seasons. That's just that's just absurd, and that needs to improve. Bo Bisharat's there now. Who knows? I mean, former four-star recruit. He could be a guy who can make some plays if transfers coming in you just need to see them before you really know what's going on there but that's a place where they've had no production and so maybe come or going forward they will have something going on for them um and it's all over the roster it's that kind of stuff where a couple guys step up this is a team that should be competing for bowl eligibility or should be competing for uh maybe even a pac-12 title if everything 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 breaks their way it's a really exciting time. That's, that's just kind of like a my initial take on the team after watching this film. Um, I, I am excited to get to break into like the Buffs community a little bit, look through all Buffs, see what some other takes on this entire roster is, and not just kind of cocoon myself into my own little Buffs world of information. Uh, it's time to branch out, see what's going on. If you guys have any takes, again, use that comment section. Let's talk about it. If you have any questions about what I've seen, again, comment section's right there. Use it. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, That's all I've got for you for this second segment. Um, In the third, we'll be talking more about LaVisca. Uh, some Some of the key points from that film room that I wrote that I dropped today, launch day. Actually, I mean, it's tomorrow for me, today for you guys. Um, Yeah, let's keep it moving. Uh, If you're like me and you're trying to figure out how to be a more mature, refined adult, or if you really like wine, 
you have to check out my friends over at Weinster. Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes Weinster special is that the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you are also supporting real people making real wine, not one of those few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. With Weinster, all you have to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with a couple wines, as a club member, you can have them sent right back to your door with no shipping costs. Oh, and I especially love Weinster because it was founded by three CU Boulder alums. Sign up today with the code BSN25 to get $25 off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Weinster. All right, guys. Back in segment three of the BSN Buffs podcast. It's launch day. My name's Henry Chisholm. I'm going to keep repeating that because uh, you don't know me, and you should probably learn my name, and hopefully I'll get to learn yours too. When you subscribe, hit me up at the comment section, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, we got into a little bit of football talk at the end of the second segment. Let's get more going now. I've mentioned a couple times, I wrote a film room on LaVisca Chenault, 1,500, 2,000 words, something like that, about who exactly LaVisca Chenault is, who he could be, and kind of how he's going to fit in with the Buffs going forward. And I want to talk more about that now. Um, so, LaVisca Chenault, obviously a monster, obviously unstoppable, one of the best players in college football, and I, I'm so excited to get to know him. After jumping from uh, Grizz football, Montana Grizzly football, up to this, it's it's just different, and I'm so excited to see what the Pac-12 is about. I mean, we have Dante Olsen up there, my guy, great guy, and he's, an, he's a monster at inside linebacker, just absolute monster. Big, fast, all that kind of stuff. One of the best draft prospects Montana has seen in a while. And he's projected to go in the third round of the draft based on what I'm seeing now, like fourth inside linebacker, something like that. Pac-12 is different. LaVisca Chenault, I mean, he's a top 10 pick in this draft. I would be amazed if he falls past that. Even, even though there are, what, six, seven receivers projected to go in the first round, which is absurd. And when I say that, sounds wrong, but it could easily happen. It's going to be LaVisca Chenault and Jerry Judy for that top spot. Maybe CeeDee Lamb gets in there, but I really doubt it. Here's here's the thing about LaVisca Chenault. Somehow, we still don't know as much about him as I would like to. At least as an NFL prospect. Because so much of what the Buffs did last year was getting, getting a receiver behind the line of scrimmage, getting the ball in their hands like four yards in front of the line of scrimmage, and letting them work from there. And we saw LaVisca line up all over the field. Like he lined up outside receiver, slot receiver, tight end, H-back, running back, fullback. He'd, he'd take the ball in the wildcat. He'd play quarterback. And on third and four, third and five, he would pick that up every single time. I don't remember seeing them ever not convert a third and short with him in that wildcat quarterback spot just running into the line of scrimmage. He's a special guy. And they love to like run receiver screens or or line him up at H-back, have him, have him play like that Travis Kelsey role almost, where you have him pull behind the line of scrimmage, fake like he's going to be blocking somebody, 
and then find himself just wide open in the flat and let him work from there. Just let him run upfield six yards and then fall forward for six yards when he gets hit because he's just so big and so physical. And he has the feet, too. Like, he can just juke guys. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. I'm not sure, though, how exactly they will use him moving forward. <sighs> I think I, th- I think it's important to talk about how good he is as a blocker because that's kind of the type of stuff that this whole question revolves around. Because they would fly him up at H-back and have him run out into the opposite side flat, but they'd also have him just pull across the line and light up defensive ends. It was It was something to see because he's a receiver, but he was also probably one of their best blockers maybe their best blocker at least the best at what they had him doing but there would be times when they have four receivers running patterns with LaVisca blocking which is just a weird concept and it kind of leads into that question like what exactly do the buffs need to be doing with LaVisca this season how can he help them make a run at bowl eligibility or a Pac-12 title whatever whatever their goal is because the big question for me is how many hits can you really be asking him to take? Because every time he's running into those defensive linemen, LaVisca's a big dude, but they're all bigger than he is. I mean, there were times, I mean, think back to that Nebraska game, third down, second quarter, it's third and 11, LaVisca isn't on the field. Four receivers wide, they're in Nebraska territory, ends up being a sack, and they settle for a field goal because LaVisca's on the sideline. The reason he's on the sideline Two plays before, he ran a little end-around sweep thing, picked up six yards, but took a big hit and hurt his shoulder, came off grabbing his shoulder and missed the play where he is most impactful. Because as good as he is as a blocker or a, a ball carrier or any of that kind of stuff, he it, most of his value comparatively comes at receiver. The difference between in talent between him and the defensive backs he goes up against is just absurd. The The difference between him and the other receivers who they could be putting out there also is absurd. And while he is their best ball carrier, the difference between him and the second best isn't as big as the difference between him and the other receivers. And I'd almost like to see them limit how many times he takes hits because it's just constant over and over and over again that he's taking a beating and it can cost him those situations. Like, there's a Nebraska game like I brought up, but even the week before against Colorado State, a similar thing happened. It's third and five. They're close to the goal line. LaVisca is at the Wildcat quarterback spot, runs the ball up the middle, gets hit, goes down on his shoulder, picks up the five yards in the first down because he's just the type of guy who can do that, but then has to call for a sub, goes out to the sideline, and gets his shoulder checked out. Those little things add up. And he missed time last year. It's not like these are all hypotheticals, like what if he gets hurt? What if something bad happens? We've kind of seen it happen. And those type of hits build up over the course of a season and are kind of tough to overcome. And you really want him at his best late. And I'm just interested to see what exactly Mel Tucker has him do. I would love to see him run more of those mid-depth routes, like run a 10-yard dig, that kind of stuff. And we really didn't see that from the Buffs last year. It was all like their passing game was behind the line of scrimmage, drag routes three yards in front of the line of scrimmage, or just bombs down the field to stretch the defense out so they could get back to the other stuff. And, I mean, it worked early, 
it got figured out. Defense has learned. They're either going deep or they're going short. Those are your two reads. It's going to be one or the other. And if you can just bring in that mid-level game, part of it's selfish because I really want to see what LaVisca Chenault can do there. Um, there are questions about his route running, and I think I think that they're reasonable questions. He doesn't get as much separation as you'd expect for a guy who has his pedigree, uh, who's put up the stats that he has put up, where he's expected to go in the draft. But it's because he doesn't really need the separation. He can just box out a receiver and catch the ball no problem because he's just so much bigger, so much stronger, so much faster than everybody else. Um, I mean, you, you see him run like these 8-yard, 10-yard uh, comeback routes or like you he runs up to the top pushes off the cornerback just like a little half push but he's so strong that even that little thing that doesn't look like anything of the refs throws a corner off balance and gets him open enough to make the catch or at least box him out it's it's kind of like Gronk where he just has this size that any little thing any little bump he gives a cornerback it's going to get him off balance enough that LaVisca is going to be able to use his size and his strength to come back and get the ball but the the route running thing might be overplayed just because he didn't have enough opportunities to show that he can do it. Uh, same with Katie Nixon, who I think is... Well, I mean, I come from the Broncos background, so I want to compare him to Emmanuel Sanders, who is so quick and so speedy, and you want to get the ball in his hands because he can do special things when you do get him the ball. But also, he just has these feet that should be getting him open for easy completions 10, 12 yards downfield. And for the Buffs, you really didn't see... LaVisca or Katie get too many easy completions at that length, especially LaVisca. Like, I, I remember maybe two where he's 13 yards downfield on the sideline and he's just wide open. And and for a guy like Jerry Judy, like I brought up in the film room, that happens all the time. And the thing about LaVisca is he doesn't need that much space to be effective. Those, those like 50-50 balls for him are 90-10 in college and they're probably 80-20 in the NFL. And so... Honestly, even if he doesn't improve it, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be a monster. But that is something that he could really work on and improve and become, I mean, an all-time talent at wide receiver. He has that potential in him. And I'm just excited to see what exactly Mel Tucker and his guys try to do with him this year whether they get scared of running him into the ground by putting him in all these weird positions, having him block, having him fight and fight for five, six-yard gains instead of using him as a guy who's getting 16 yards at every touch, like getting as many yards per hit out of him as you possibly can, we'll see. And I don't know what the right answer there is, but that's one of my big questions heading into training camp what is that balance? Where do they think that balance is? And it sounds like they're going to be running a little more of a pro-style offense. I mean, it's going to be the pistol from the rumors, at least. We'll we'll see what exactly this offense is. Right now, it's a lot of speculation. How are they going to use LaVisca? Because how they use LaVisca is going to decide whether this is a team that wins two games or wins seven, eight. Who knows? Who knows what the ceiling is if everything breaks right? Um... Just a little plug, tomorrow on the pod, I'm going to be talking a lot about what the Buffs' schedule looks like. Um, there's there's a piece on the website, like I said. We're going to talk through it on the pod tomorrow, um, how they compare to all these other teams in the Pac-12, but also in that non-conference schedule, Nebraska. 
I'm so excited for Nebraska. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot more real football talk for you guys tomorrow. Um, less about BSN Denver, less about me, just Buffs football. Talk a little bit about what to expect from Pac-12 Media Day as I get ready to head out to Hollywood to see what's going on there um, and hopefully bring you guys some exclusive content because I know this is still... We're so close to football season, but it's still a dry time for actual football information. That actually reminds me that there is one piece of news, and usually news is going to go at the beginning of the podcast, like anything that you have to hear before we get into all the other stuff. I mean, it's only half news, to be honest, but Jawan Winfrey is tearing up Broncos camp. It's every day somebody's saying, wow, how did this guy not not do this in college? Why wasn't he a better buff? Um I'm sure you all know the story, but I'll recap real quick. Juwan Rinfrey, Buffs receiver, very talented. Watching him on tape, he was making NFL caliber catches. In CSU game, he had one in particular, just back shoulder touchdown grab That that is the type of thing that an NFL receiver makes and other receivers don't. Um, didn't translate to big stats, consistency, their injury problems. Ended up being drafted by the Broncos in the seventh round and that pick was generally considered a reach. But yeah, so far in Broncos camp, he is he's showing out and maybe I mean not just fighting for a roster spot, but could be fighting for some playing time. It's still early. One two practices and pads, so you never know. But it's a good sign. Uh yeah. One more note before I get out of here. Uh we're also relaunching the BSN Rams uh, podcast BS and Rams coverage and Justin Michael will be leading that up um, just like me Justin graduated this spring from the from Colorado State he's been the Buffs insider I, at least to me he's been the one buff or Rams insider that I've been following up in Montana um, excited to have him aboard real smart guy has a lot of connections knows his stuff um, big for you guys because Rocky Mountain Showdown week we're going to have a lot of fun content together, breaking down the game, breaking down the start of the season, which is only, what, a month and a week away. That's not that far at all. Camp starts in 10 days. Let's get after it. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thanks for riding with me. Check out the website. Check out the shirt that's dropping. It's awesome. Drop a comment in the post for this podcast, today's podcast, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, questions, comments, your thoughts, any ideas you have for BSN buffs going forward. We'd love to hear it. We do this all for you guys. That's what it's all about. Um, see you all tomorrow. Bye guys. Hey guys, I was just sitting here talking to Lindsay about Total Bev's new app. It's incredible. You can shop 5,000 different wines, 2,000 beers, 3,500 spirits, anytime, anywhere. Better yet, you can have Total Beverage shop for you and pick it up inside prepaid and waiting for you. Wait a second, that is so cool. So can I still get it delivered if I use the app? 
Absolutely, I know you guys have heard of their delivery service. Total Beverage will deliver to your house within 90 minutes or less. We can even save you 10 bucks on a purchase of 50. Use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout. What's also amazing, BSN fam, if you can't find an item you want, Total Bev will give you suggestions of similar items on the shelf, or you can request a special item right from your phone. It really doesn't get much better than that. Remember, use promo code TOTALLY10 at checkout to save. That's T-O-T-A-L-L-Y-10. Colorado swag. Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag. 